This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is for today is today's own trouble. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Again, welcome to Christ the King this morning, especially you visitors who are with us for the first time or here for the baptism. This is Youth Sunday, and I have the privilege to introduce the Reverend Dr. David Olshein, Professor of Youth and Family Ministries at Columbia International University. And I was looking back to check because I think that's changed from when I was there at Columbia International University. I had the privilege of sitting under David's teaching for two years at Columbia International University for my undergrad in Bible and Youth Ministry. And um, I owe him a great debt of gratitude for all that he has taught me and the wisdom that he has instilled in me throughout the years and throughout our ensuing friendship over these past 15 years. He actually did my premarital counseling, and he was the only one that told uh, my wife and I that we were going to make it. So uh, I trust his judgment, you know what I mean? But he has written more books that I, than I have the time to read, and he keeps giving them to me. Um, so this man has an abundance of wisdom. We're, we're grateful to you, Dr. Olshine. I will quit taking up your time here. And come on up and give us the gospel, my friend. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, 
You did pass all classes, right? I slipped mm -hmm. you something under the table. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's great to be here from South Carolina. We did not bring the rain. We didn't. We might have brought the humidity, but not the rain. It's great to be with you. We live in an age of great worry and anxiety. I, I speak to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of teenagers annually, thousands literally. And I always start by asking the question, what do you worry about? And I ask the students, what do you worry about? And it takes them a second or two to start to come forward. And of course, someone says, uh, well, I don't really worry about my grades, but my parents worry about my grades. I was like, oh, fair enough. And then one person says, yeah, I do worry about my SAT because I want to go to good school. And then I started asking parents, what do you worry about? And they're like, we're worried about our future or worried about our kid's future. And then finally, they'll ask me, what do you think about all that, that I'm saying? And I'll say to the student or to the parents, I understand your anxiety about the future, but I do not worry about your future one second. When I go to bed at night, I don't lose one ounce of sleep over your 401k. I don't lose one ounce of sleep over your dream to be the next LeBron James. The reason why I don't worry about that is tucked away in a little word that Jesus uses in Matthew 6, devoted. He says this, he starts off by talking about money and masters, and then he gets to self-image, and then he gets to the subject of worry. And he says, no one can serve two masters for you'll either hate one or love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Irma Bombeck says that worry is like getting in a rocking chair. It, it moves you, but it doesn't get you anywhere. We live in a culture of great worry. In fact, the number one prescription drug today is for anti-anxiety. And that's not just for adults, that's for teenagers. We live in a culture of worry. People worry about academics, they're worried about suicide, they're worried about drugs and alcohol, they're worried about their future, they're worried about dating. I tell teenagers I don't lose one ounce of sleep over your dating life. Why? Because I don't care? Maybe. The real reason, the real reason it's not because I'm non-compassionate. The real reason is I'm not devoted to you. So what are you devoted to? Because our first principle is this. The things that you are devoted to make you vulnerable to worry. Does that make sense? The things you're devoted to makes you vulnerable to worry. Let me say it another way. The things that you are devoted to determine what you worry about. Well, let me say it another way. The thing that you worry about the most is the thing you're most devoted to. So here's my question for you this morning. What are you most devoted to? What is it that you worry about and why do you worry? Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store away in barns for your heavenly father knows what they need and feeds them. Are you not much more valuable? Here's a question from Jesus. Are you not much more valuable than the birds? And the answer is what? Yes. And then he says, can you add a single hour to your life by worrying? The answer is no. 
But I certainly know a lot of people who've lost a lot of hours and lost a lot of days and lost a lot of time in their life because of anxiety. Would you agree? I know a lot of people that are stressed out. I was stressed out just driving in this DC the last two days. I'm ready to go back home. <laughs> this traffic is crazy. It would put anybody under, but maybe you've gotten used to it. My wife's a bird nerd. That means she likes to take pictures of birds. And my wife knows a lot about birds. And she said to me, you know, as she studied and researched and takes pictures, she says, you know, they, birds intuitively know that God will take care of them. They don't sit around stressed out, worried where their next meal's coming from. In Jesus' day, they were worried about those things, food, shelter, clothing. That's why he says, why do you worry about your life? Why do you worry about your clothing? Why do you worry about what you're eating and drinking? Maybe you don't worry about that in this room. What is it that you worry about? Your worry is connected to your devotion. Principle number two, worry causes us to spin out of control. Jesus says this, I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. For if God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So here's Jesus' words, do not worry. Now, don't you hate that? Don't you hate that if you're, if you're a worrier? Now, I gotta make a true confession here. I come from a world-class championship of worriers in my family. I don't know about you. If there was a Sports Illustrated of worriers, my family would be there. My Jewish mom, Jewish dad, grandpa, grandma, they all were worry warts and they have passed that down significantly. They have gifted us with worry. And so I've had to, as a Christ follower, learn to figure out how do I handle this cycle, this spin cycle of worry. And when Jesus gives a sermon in the Matthew 6, his longest sermon out of Matthew 5, 6, and 7 the longest context is about worry because he knows we are vulnerable to it. He said that they, they don't, the flowers, they don't spin. They don't toil. Now, have you ever been in that cycle? You wake up at two in the morning and something's on your mind and you start to spin. And you start to spin. Before you know it, you start to lose your balance. You start to lose your equilibrium. And Dale Carnegie says, the thing that keeps you up at night is not the lack of sleep. The thing that keeps you up at night is the worry. What you're devoted to determines your worry. Worry causes us to spin out of control. So let me ask you, how do you handle this? How do you handle it? And that's the third point. What if you realize that worship reverses the worry? Worship reverses the worry. What if you and I shifted our devotion? What if we shifted it from our grades to the kingdom? What if we shifted our vocation, our worry about our vocation to worship? What if we shifted our worry about a certain relationship that's really gone south what if we shifted that and put the kingdom first? And Jesus gives the solution, 33. But seek first. 
the kingdom, the rule, the government, the reign of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these other things, food, shelter, clothing, relationships, 401ks, dating, broken relationships, all these other things will come together because there's enough to worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worship reverses worry. So if I start with worry, if I start with me and David Olshine and my problems, and I start to, to worry about that, and I start to spin, guess where I end up? I end up with worry. But if I start with worship, and somewhere in the middle, worry starts to encumber me and battle me and hinder me, I start to spin, but I spin back to worship. But seek first. Not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth, not hundred. Seek first the rule of God and all these things shall be added to you. Jesus had 12 guys. One of them was named Peter and he had a lot to worry about. He denied Jesus three times. He wept bitterly. He was worried if he was a significant disciple. He worried if he mattered to God. And he wrote a significant book called First Peter. And in chapter five of First Peter, he writes these words. Humble yourself in the sight of God and he will lift you up. Humble yourself. God opposes the proud, but exalts the humble. And then he adds these words, casting, and he's a fisherman, casting all your cares. The Greek word is anxiety. It means to be divided. Casting all the things that divide your heart, soul, and mind. Casting all of those worries onto him. Why? For he cares for you. Worry is connected to your devotion. Worry helps us spin out of control. But there's a solution from Jesus. But seek first the kingdom. Reverse the worry through worship. Put God first and then everything else will come together. Now, as we close, I want you to do something for me. I know it's tough with an Anglican crowd, but here you go. I want you to raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand here. Okay, I know, I know you're struggling. There you go, thank you. I know, I saw it. Okay, here we go. Repeat after me. I hereby, I hereby resign, resign from being ruler, from being ruler of, the of the universe. Now keep them up. Try one more time, Ray. I hereby, I hereby resign, resign from being the ruler, the ruler of the universe. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> Doesn't that feel good? You're like, yeah, I'll do it for now, but not later. <laughs> and that's our problem, isn't it? We want to take the control back. I have an ongoing conversation daily. That's what worry is. I want control. I want control. I want my own control. I want it my way. And the kingdom is about this. Let God have the control. Let him take those worries. And if you will cast them on to him, and it might take a while because I'm not a very good fisherman, but I know this about me and fishing. If I start reeling it in too quickly, it comes back. I get nothing. But if I throw that thing out there and I let Jesus take that worry, there's a lot of peace that comes to my soul and the anxiety begins to dissipate. Your worry is connected to your devotion. Your worry helps spin out of control, but worship can reverse your worry. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.